0: quiet about our faith let's give us let's give him our best praise right now father we thank you we love you we're so honored to worship you this morning go ahead and high-five your neighbor and say we're glad to see you in the house of the Lord we're glad that you're here we're glad you You can grab a seat you can grab a seat oh we just want to say welcome my name is Will Caesar. I'm the youth pastor here and it is my pleasure to greet you this morning don't the first can we welcome our guests We're so glad that you're here, whether in person or watching online, I had a chance to meet some of you already. And what we wanna do, we do every single week, is we wanna get an opportunity to meet you. So if you don't mind pulling out your smart device, you can text, D1 text to 84576. You can go on your camera and uh, scan the QR code on the screen, or you can grab the connect card from the seat back in front of you. Please fill that out with as much information as you don't mind us having. And we ask that you hold on to that connect card until after service and you take get to our guest reception. So after you leave today, you'll go through these doors into our lobby. It'll be on your left. It'll say guest reception, and some of our pastors and leadership team will be there. And we want you to exchange that Connect card for a gift. So please fill that out right now. You can see there's some things that you can do to get connected. Tell us about prayer, life groups. Tell us your story. Uh, Even child dedication, which we're going to celebrate that today because we love celebrating what God is doing, not only in this house, but in the families of this house. But Dothan First, can we welcome our first-time guests one more time? Welcome. We also want to encourage you that you can follow us on any of our social media platforms: Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. We have uh, so many things that we want you to keep uh, keep up with us that we have going on. So please follow us right now if you aren't already. And if you're watching online, you can comment, uh, let us know where you're watching from. But even for those of you sitting in the service, we don't say this every time to promote Dothan First. We say this to promote the message of the King. So if you if you want to partner with us in evangelistic outreach, I encourage you to share the service right now you may be sitting in this room but there's somebody that's sitting at home or somewhere that needs a message of hope today and Pastor Mark is gonna preach a great message Uh, we've been in this series about God the Father and it's gonna be amazing but uh, without anything else really to add can y'all give it up for our pastors as they come this morning come on let's honor them
1: a great day to celebrate. I am so glad that you're here, and I want to say a special welcome to our first-time guests. Man, what a great day you showed up today for just the right day because we're going to have so much fun here at Dothan First. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: That's right, and we are going to do one of our favorite things That's right. this morning is child dedication, and I'm going to have the awesome Tharp family come on up here. We have Walker James Tharp, age two. His parents are Levi and Hannah. And we have Mr. I'm sorry, I have this all. Down my... William Silas Tharp. And he's three months. And how cute are they in their matching shirts, right? We're going to get look you like right here. I think
1: they're ready to go on a golf tournament. That's I what think it feels they are. like.
2: You know, it feels I, like,
1: reti- like retirement money is right. coming your way. That's
2: right. Well, I have just... Um, thoroughly enjoyed getting to know this sweet couple up here and I have to just say this publicly that I am just so blessed by your love for the Lord and for each other and just the determination that you have to raise your voice in the house of the Lord but in the things of the Lord and how important just talking to you the other day Hannah how important it is for you to know what the word of God says and for how you to direct your life. And um, because if we don't know what the word of God says, if we don't know what the truth is, how are we going to know what a lie is when the world comes at us? And right. I just appreciate that from both of you guys being so young. Your love for the Lord—I know a lot of it has to do with how you were raised in the house that you were raised in, but just your determination and love for the Lord is just just a blessing. But this morning we are going to start off with Mr. Walker, and I wish that he would smile for you because I know he's kind of like just checking you out this morning
1: there when, I see the smile on yeah, the screen look at
2: that look at that smile Do you though, see that right? there? look dude
1: that's and his, you. Mom, his
2: mom is a photographer so you can tell <laughs> that she did these pictures there right but this is um, Walker and you know the spiritual connotation of the name Walker means diligent and the scripture that I feel like the Lord gave me over Walker this morning, and I chose to do this version in the Amplified because of our conversation the other day, Hannah. It is, but without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must believe that God exists and He and that He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seeks him and it's our prayer this morning that as you raise Walker in the house of the Lord and the things of the Lord that he would diligently earnestly seek the Lord with all of his heart with all of his might and all of his strength because and because of his diligent walk with Christ it is our prayer that he will be an atmosphere changer and those who are around him will be affected because of his love and faith in the Lord. Can you give him a smile, Walker? <laughs> He's like, nah. In Jesus' name, amen, right? <laughs> Well, Mr. Silas, you're a chill this morning, right? Mm-hmm. He must be full. I'm, I'm kind of jealous.
1: He has more hair than I, than I do. It's just so jealous.
2: <laughs> he looks satisfied this morning. But uh, little Silas is three months. He's little brother here to Walker. And Silas's name means steadfast in trust. And the definition of steadfast is firmly fixed in place, immovable, not shakable, being spiritually grounded. And the scripture over Silas this morning is found in Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast on you because they trust you, Lord, trust in the Lord forever for the Lord himself is the rock eternal. And it is our prayer this morning that as you raise Silas in the things of the Lord and in the house of the Lord, that he will know the truth and believe with all of his heart and that he won't be tossed back and forth from the waves of the world, but he will stand firm in the truth of knowing who he is and the assignment that God has on his life in Jesus name. Yeah.
1: So today we're honored to be able to partner in this dedication and really what we do here today is not just dedicating the children we're really dedicating the parents the family to the Lord because as they're partnering with God they're going to raise them in the, the the nurture and the admonition the love of the Lord. And so I want to read this covenant to you. And if you agree with this covenant, if you just simply say we do as a partnership with God, that you're saying, hey, we're not perfect, but we're trusting in a perfect God to help us out. So here it is. Do you now present your boys? And, and I'll, I'm going to say all the, both of their names, Walker James Starp and William Silas Starp. Do you now present your boys before God in solemn dedication, promising to bring them up in the nurture, the discipline, and the love of the Lord by teaching them to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit and to practice regular fellowship with other believers in a Christ-centered church family? If so, say, we do. And with God's help, do you promise to bless them by modeling the teachings of Jesus and training them in the practices of prayer and guiding them toward Christ-like development in their character? If so, say, we do. And do you now commit to pray daily for these miracles of life that have been entrusted to you to guide them so that in the following of the example of your lives, they'll serve the Lord Jesus in a natural way. They'll they'll come to know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior as well. If so, say we do. Well, because of that solemn dedication, that commitment that you have for them in raising them up, and I feel like he did just now with that yawn, the little tired... I've been there, buddy. But let me tell you this, your parents are going to feel that more every day than you ever will. You know, one of the things that I've learned through these dedications is the strength that it takes in our world to be able to raise children. I mean, and I don't, don't get me wrong, we have three wonderful kids, and it took a lot out of us as parents, but it feels like with social media with the cell phones with technology with all the other things with all the other voices trying to get their attention it seems so difficult but what I love is the family dynamic and what I'm going to ask is I know you've got family here and maybe watching online but if this church family would just stretch your hands out toward these uh, precious boys as we pray over them. And just as though you got your hand on their shoulder, like we're with you 100%. So would you stretch your hands out toward them as we pray right now? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much. Lord, first of all, God, for, for Walker, I just pray, Lord, a special blessing over him. And I pray that he would continue to have the shoes of peace that where he walks, every place he puts his foot, that it would prosper and that it would, he would have that land, take that land for you in the kingdom of God I I pray we would walk towards you willingly faithfully that every step of his journey would be met by you and Lord I I pray that nothing would be able to stop him from walking closely with you I pray that over him in Jesus name Lord I thank you so much for little Silas God I just speak life over him and Lord I think about Silas in the Bible who hit hit the worship that came from Silas, the determination that came from Silas. So I pray that that worship would flood his soul and that he would, when he encounters challenge or difficulty or struggle, that he would know that worship is the answer. Worship is what gets him through. And I pray that in Jesus' name. And God, I bless this family, this wonderful couple, God, for Hannah and Levi, Lord, I speak blessing over them. God, I thank you for them. THE STRENGTH OF THEIR FAITH, THE DETERMINATION OF THEIR LOVE, AND THE CONSISTENCY OF THEIR COMMITMENT TO YOU. I PRAY IT NOW IN JESUS' NAME, AMEN, AMEN, AMEN. YOU KNOW WHAT? WE'RE GOING TO TAKE A QUICK PICTURE. I'M GOING TO SLIDE RIGHT OVER HERE. YOU WANT TO SMILE FOR THE CAMERA? (laughs) CAN YOU GIVE IT UP FOR THIS FAMILY? WE'RE SO HONORED. AND WE GOT A LITTLE SPECIAL GIFT WE'RE GOING TO GIVE TO YOU. WE LOVE YOU GUYS SO MUCH. Man, I love these times together. It's so much fun. And uh, the family of God that grows. And uh, praise, the family that prays together stays together. That's kind of how we look at it. Uh, well, friends, today we're so excited about what God's doing in your life. And I would encourage you always to uh, have those consistent moments with people the people of God uh, as it relates to prayer and prayer needs. I know some of you you've come in today with uh, prayer needs on your heart and we want to pray with you as a matter of fact our elders your elders are here ready in the biblical way to be able to pray over you I'm going to invite your elders if you'd make your way toward the various stations of prayer today our prayer partners and elders right back here at this exit sign and this exit sign back here and then up in the balcony they'll be stationed there ready to pray for you to pray over you and to believe God with you and um I just want to say how proud and thankful I am of this congregation your love and your service to the King of Kings and um, and your desire to bless us I know the board of uh, of this church and many of you have have allowed us the opportunity for a a getaway time a sabbatical a short sabbatical uh, not because there's something going on or something wrong or anything like that but because Uh, You desire to to bless us and love us. And as we're coming up on seven years and coming up on 30 years of of ministry, uh, we're so delighted to be able to do that. And we pray that, and we're going to be praying for you during this season. We pray that you pray for us during this season as well, for refreshing, for times of refreshing. We've got an amazing staff and leadership team that's ready to take the reins and carry the ball down the field. They're gonna do a great job. We're gonna have Larry Henderson here uh, next Sunday, an amazing man of faith. He's not a, uh, for most of you here, uh, he's not a stranger to you. He's like family around here, uh, but an amazing missionary, overseeing so many missionaries all across Europe. Uh, and then Pastor Will is going to share a couple times here uh, over the next few weeks. Pastor Bart Lindsay is going to come back and share a word with us. So it's going to be a powerful time. And then uh, we're going to close everything out. When we return, my dad is going to be sharing a, a message. And so I just can't wait. These days to come are going to be amazing. And I just want to say thank you for your willingness to partner with us to pray refreshing, strategic refreshing over this house so that when we launch back in in August, we are all in 100% running full tilt to see this, this kingdom advancement, uh, the, the things that God's wanting to do in this city. And all through the month of July, we're going to have amazing services. So you don't want to miss not one of them. Well, let's take a moment and pray over our time of giving lord thank you so much for the opportunity that we get to give in partnership with you and now i pray strategic blessing over each and every person in this house lord i thank you for the gift that you've given to us every good and perfect gift it comes from above lord we own nothing truly it's on loan from you and so god we tr- we just simply want to partner in giving back to see this world one to jesus christ and i thank you for the faithful faithful partnership in giving in this house And Lord, you get—you said you give seed to the sower And you're, ma- you're able to make all grace abound to us So that in all things, at all times Having all that we could ever need We would abound in every good work And I bless these, your people In Jesus' name Amen, amen Would you stand up with us? Let's continue to worship God in song And uh, also in our giving Of the, the, the things that we have to give to the Lord Our voice today
3: Come and I feel the wind blowing with mystery, the things unseen, the tides are now changing, I see the dawn breaking, it's happening, the
4: awakening, so come. Lord, you are more than enough for me. We're hungry
3: for you, God. Can we sing that chorus one more time? Just sing it with me. Open the heavens,
4: open the heavens, fling wide the gates, unleash your presence, pour out your grace, show me. Your glory, the power of your love, cause even your glimpses more than enough. Open the heavens, fling wide the gates, God unleash your presence, pour out your grace, show me your glory, the power of your love, cause even a glimpse is more.
3: more than enough for us, Lord. to oh. is a declaration of faith. Anything is possible. God, we believe it in you, Lord. Anything is possible, Father. Nothing's too difficult for you. Nothing's too hard, God. No challenge, no circumstance, no mountain is too big, Father. And your word promises, God, with faith the size of a mustard seed, Lord, that we can move mountains. So, God, we just sing it this morning, Lord, with all that we have.
4: Anything is possible.
3: God, we're so thankful, Lord, that honoring you is agreeing with you. And God, when we say that this morning, that anything is possible, Lord, it's not just because we build an emotion up, Father, but it's because your word declares it, God, and you are not a man that you should lie, but nothing is impossible with our God. And if you believe that this morning, just say amen with me. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. We worship you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated.
1: We take a moment, give it up for all those that are watching online for the very first time. Come on. Can we do that? Welcome. We're glad you're joining with us today. And uh, listen, would you go ahead, grab your copy of God's word, or you can turn on your tablet PC or your cell phone, wherever you've got the Bible in there. You can follow us with the YouVersion app of the Bible today. But say this with me, say, I am what God's word says I am. I can do what God's word said I can do. I can become all that God said I could be. So today, I'll hear God's Word, I'll receive God's Word, and I'll obey God's Word because I love His Word. Now turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, uh, listen, hell is a lot hotter than what's outside. Aren't you glad you ain't going there? I mean, just, just remind them. Listen, from this Michigan boy who grew up uh, where the summers were more like the winters here, uh, this is definitely a a little bit warmer, but I I have to say, I am so thankful I don't have to shovel snow anymore. I'm just, how many of you grew up where uh, you were in at least far enough north where you had to shovel snow? Come on, put up your hands. Now, aren't you just glad? Aren't you grateful? You don't have to shovel rain because... We get a little bit of that here, but if you would, it, turn to your Bibles, Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to dig in a little deeper today in this series. We've been going through the series talking about, going all the way back to Easter, talking about the Trinity. First of all, we talked about Jesus and uh, what he's done for us, his gift of love for us when he came to this earth born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on a cross for our sins. And then the Bible says that he was in the tomb three days and rose again from the dead to give us new life. And uh, then ascended to the right hand of God the Father, sending then us the Holy Spirit. And we spent about four weeks talking about Holy Spirit and uh, what he does in our lives, and now we're talking about the third person, the Trinity, specifically as we talked about on Father's Day, our Heavenly Father, and I want you to know today that God is a good father, as a matter of fact, that's the title today, God is a good father, I could have said it like this, God is a good dad, he's a good dad. Last week, we talked about the blessing of fatherhood and the joy that I have as being a dad, the joy that I get to represent God to my kids on this earth. But how many know that is a strange reality because I fall so far short of the heavenly father and his perfection. And all of us as dads, we try to represent God to our kids and we often fall short because we're imperfect. But the challenge is, is all of us in this room are children of someone, whether we know them or knew them or not. We're all children in this room, sons and daughters affected by our earthly fathers in whether they were present or absent. And so in that, we can often equate our ideas about father, (laughs) our heavenly father, Directly relating to those things that we saw in our earthly father and for some of you. That's a great thing Man, you got great dads. They were faithful. They were loyal. They were humble. They were connected They were loving they were caring they were committed and as wonderful as those dads may have been to you They still pale in comparison to the goodness of God the Father our Heavenly Father and yet for many of us in this room that brings up some challenges because All of us having imperfect fathers, you may have been hurt by a father or abused by a father or maybe your father was distant or aloof or maybe he was absent physically or maybe he was just absent even when he was in the room. He was just absent emotionally. And so what do we do with all this? When we deal with the sense of Father, it has to go through this Father filter. How many have air filters in your house? The AC, this is a good time to remind you to check that. All right, you should be checking that like every... 30, 60, or 90 days, depending on the type of filter you have, but how many of you know when you pull out that filter, it was like perfectly clean when you first got it, you stick it in there, and you're thinking you're breathing in all this wonderful clean air, everything's so nice, and then all of a sudden you pull out the filter after nine, you know, nine months, 90 days, you look at it, depends on who you are and how forgetful you are, You pull that thing out and you're like, I cannot believe, I can't see through this filter. And friends, that's exactly the point that I'm trying to make is you see your life through a father filter that was imperfect and you can barely see through to see heavenly father. So some of us today, we need some healing We need to change the filter, and that's exactly what God does in our minds. The transformation, Romans chapter 12, the transformation of the renewing, the Bible says, the renewing of our minds. Think about what a renewal looks like. It's just like the changing of that filter. You're renewing the filter. You're putting a new one in. You're taking the old one out. And today, I want you to get a perfect picture Of Heavenly Father because if you don't the problem is when there's a misunderstanding of Heavenly Father it affects every other area of your life Whether you got that from uh, your your idea of Heavenly Father from your earthly father or from movies or music or television or social media Wherever you got it. If it's an imperfect picture, you can have a warped mentality about your relationship with God It distorts your image of yourself and of others and of him And here it is, Matthew chapter 6. Because Jesus, he came here to show us who God really was. He challenged the stereotypes. And he said it like this. This is how you should pray. This is how you should address the God of the universe. Two words. Everybody say these next two words. This is how you should pray. Next two words. Ready? Our Father.
5: Our Father.
1: Our Father in heaven. As a matter of fact, prior to Jesus Arrival on this earth. There was only a few times in scripture that God is mentioned as father But when jesus came to this earth he had from there on over a hundred and fifty times The father heavenly father is referenced. Jesus references god as father And not just as father but as a loving father. We're going to talk about that Quickly in review, for those who weren't with us last week, I'll just give you a real quick tidbit. Here it is. We covered two quick points. It was that the Bible says that God, our Heavenly Father, is a caring and compassionate Father. 1 Peter chapter seven, 5, verse 7 says it like this. Cast all your cares or your anxiety or your worries. Cast all of them on Him. Why? Because he cares for you. He's concerned. He's considerate. He loves you. He is gracious. and He loves you more than you'll ever know. The second thing we learned about God our Father last week is that the Bible says God is a constant and consistent Father. Psalm 59.10 says it like this. My God is what? Changeless. Let's, say, let's all say that word together. Changeless. Let's say it again changeless everybody else in your life at times is going to be changeable their minds are going to change their heart is going to change their emotions are going to change their attitude to you is going to change as wonderful and as loving as they may be they're going to change from day to day god's love never changes you say mark but you don't know the things i've done the ways that i've walked the things that i've decisions i've made Well, friend let me tell you something Those things in the earthly sense, we have all felt moments maybe in our lifetime where we've felt judged by those things that we've done. And I'm not advocating sin in your life or that it stay there. God loves you so much that he wants to see you changed into the image of his dear son, Jesus Christ. But having said that, you need to know there's nothing that you could do to make God love you less And for those of you who live on the idea of perfection and I've got to earn my way toward love, let me just tell you this. There's nothing that you could do that could make God love you more. For those of you that struggle with that idea that I just have to keep working my way to God. I got to work my way into God's good graces. God doesn't like me today because, of, because I had a bad attitude, but God really loves me now because I helped this person across the street or whatever it is that you think you're doing to supply this thing to God to make him love you more. And friends, nothing could be further from the truth. He loves you with an eternal and everlasting love. It's changeless. See, here's the problem. Some of us grew up with, and I was grateful and thankful that I grew up with such a loving and consistent father, but some of us grew up with the kind of inconsistent fathers that you didn't know if they were going to hug you or slug you. It just was day to day, right? You didn't know if they were going to be silent or violent that day. You didn't know if they were going to be tender or tough that day. It just, it kind of went up and down like this. And inconsistent fathers often produce insecure children. And so if we don't have our security focused on a heavenly father that doesn't change, we end up missing the mark. Ultimately, we don't know if our earthly father will accept us or reject us, but you can count on God every time to be dependable and consistent. All right, so now past the review, let's jump in today. The Bible says that God is a close and he's a connected father. He's available He's there when you need him. He is not distant. Acts 17, look at this in verse 27. God did this so that people would reach out for him and find him since he is not far. Everybody say not far. He's not far from each of us. God wants you to find him and God wants you to know him. God wants you to have a relationship with him. And let me tell you something. I know we've got a lot of good dads in the house and I feel like we should take just a moment and uh, give it up for all the good men of the house. Can we take a moment and give it up for all the good men, righteous men, filled with courage, ready to protect their families. We often overlook dads in our society and it's just not right. We minimize the significant role that fathers play. And when men feel... When they feel that their role is not necessary, then they often leave that role. It's, it's a sad reality, but it's very true. And so today, we, we've we all been affected by dads, but again, I'm, I'm going to go back to some that may have been hurt by absentee fathers. Maybe they're just, like I said, absent in some way. You know, what I found through this study is that it's not just absentee fathers or mothers like you're not physically in the home or paying the bills. It's often the face time with, that you get with your family. It seems like with the busyness of our culture, the busyness of our society, The intensity of texts and emails and all that we have to do, and then all the hobbies that we want to get connected to, and, uh, you know, looking rather than sitting down at a meal with your kids, you sit down, even if you are sitting together, you're all staring at a screen on your phone instead of being present with the people that are there with you at the table. Do you know in Europe, the trend right now in homes that are being built is that they are now no longer being built with dining rooms. That's the trend. Why? Because nobody eats together. We're just too busy. We used to have moments with our kids where we'd go out in the backyard and we'd throw a ball with them or we'd shoot a basketball with them. But now what we do is, as parents, we try to find the best trainers for our kids at five and six and seven years old. And instead of mom and dad playing with their child or connecting with their child. We're just trying to put them in the hands of a coach and bring them to, and I'm not anti-sports. You know me, I grew up playing sports and I love some of the aspects of team development and team sports, but can I just tell you, just bringing your child to an event doesn't really mean you're connecting to them. On average, parents are spending no more than five hours per week face to face with their kids. Kids' rooms are so big now, they don't have to leave the room. They have a television in their room. They got video games in their room. They got their cell phone in their room. They got their computer in their room. Why would they need to build relationship? And so this is why the social media era, and if I could just step off the, my, I'm going to step onto a minor soapbox, just minor, just minor as it is. My struggle has often been that as as we're raising up a generation, they don't know how to have Personal relationships with each other by looking at each other in the eyes. That's not a healthy thing, friends. And again, I appreciate technology. Like, I'm grateful for it. I got a cell phone, I got a computer, I got an iPad. Like, I'm not anti technology, but I am anti those things that get in the way of us spending time with our kids. Friends, can I just tell you, we just dedicated kids to the Lord. But let me tell you, It's gonna be like so fast and that kid's gonna grow up. I'm telling you, I promise you, you'll blink your eyes and 18 years will come and go. I promise you. All the parents in the house that have kids outside the house, how fast does it go? It goes fast, doesn't it? I promise you. And friends, you miss moments. You get so busy and I understand it. I'm I'm not trying to down you. What I'm saying is this. Maybe we need to reinstitute having the family table established again. I'm not saying I don't care who eats. I mean who, who sits down and makes the meal, or uh, you know who's seated or not or unable to sit at the table. Like I get it. Sometimes we're we're off here and we're off there, and we can't all be together at the same time. But trying to establish the health of a dinner table. That's where so many special moments with our kids came out. That's where things about their friends came out. That's when things about their uh, situation at school came out. That's when some of the problems they were facing came out. That's when some of the joys and what they really loved to do started to come out. Some of our greatest times was laughing around a dinner table. And we need that. So let me tell you quickly about the closeness of God, a few things. First of all, he's not too busy for you. He's never too busy for you. God is not a heavenly father that says, not now, when you're trying to pray, when you're trying to talk to him. He's not, I'm too busy for you right now. He's never too busy for you, friend. Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call on him. You got to make time for him. And you need to make time for your kids. Why? Because we become a model of God, our Father, to our children. And it's hard for kids to understand the closeness of Heavenly Father if they're not connecting closely with their parents. We need to make time for them. God also loves to meet your needs. I love this passage. Matthew chapter 7, verse 11 says, You know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more? Will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask let me tell you I as an imperfect dad Still love to give good gifts to my kids I love it. I love when they're I I mean, I I gave a little gift to my son the other day And I love I still to this day. I love watching his face light up like he's got a job He's got his own way. He can do it. He could buy the gift By himself, if he wanted it, but it makes me happy when I can bless my family. And I'm imperfect. How much more is the heavenly father wanting to bless his kids? Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 says it like this My God will supply just some of your needs. (laughs) My God will supply all of your needs According to his riches and glory In Christ Jesus he's, He's close to us He's not too busy for us He loves to meet our needs He's also, by the way, sympathetic to your hurts He cares about your pain Friends, he cares about if you had a tough week this week your friend or your family member may not have wanted to hear it or listen to what you had to say this week when you came home Drudging through the day or struggling with your boss or your coworker or somebody out on the Ross Clark circle or whatever on the way home But I want you to know God is sympathetic to when you're going through stuff Psalm 34 verse 18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted He saves those are crushed in spirit and i know in a crowd this size there are some in here your week your month this year whatever has you you are crushed in spirit you're struggling man you've been going through stuff and maybe nobody knows it really i want you to know god is near god is close god cares about you he cares when you're brokenhearted so what do you do when you're brokenhearted you got to turn to god he cares about your pain. Psalm 145.9 says, God is good to everyone and his compassion is intertwined in everything he does. And he comes up with this word Jesus does. And there's this word in the Aramaic that's used in Romans, in Ephesians, uh, in the gospel of Mark. And it's this weird word. It's Abba. And that's not a 70s Swedish rock group. <laughs> There's only a few of the older ones like me that laughed at that, but if you, every, every child growing up in the Middle East knows this word. It's the first word they learn. Abba, Abba. It's daddy. It's Papa. Abba. Dada, if you want to use that terminology. If you go right now to Israel, you'll see a lot of Arab kids running around going, Abba, Abba, running to their dad. It's a beautiful word. It's a compassionate word. It's a caring word. It's a word of endearment and closeness and family. Nothing can separate that little boy calling out to his Abba. (laughs) My kids are, as I said, a little older. Taylor, our daughter in Nashville, is 25 our son Griffin is 23, Cameron is 19, but let me tell you something. Doesn't matter how old my kids get. When they get excited to see dad, and my girls in particular, they, you know, they still call me daddy. Dad, especially when they want something. But I'm just saying, you know, just
5: daddy.
1: I can always tell on the phone, daddy, um something happened. Um daddy, um Cameron just did this a while back. Um she lives in Florida and her air conditioning went out in June in Florida in her car. And she calls me and she says, um Daddy, I um uh, I was just wondering, um it's very, very hot and um <laughs> <laughs> she drove home from lakeland to here and she she comes in and she goes, she's drenched with sweat and she goes daddy i almost died <laughs> <laughs> And her mom was like, we didn't have air conditioning when our cars, when we were in Florida going to school, in the middle of the summer months even, we didn't have air conditioning. I'm like, oh baby, just come here. I'll just take care of you. I'll take, I got that air conditioning fixed for you. I'm a pushover, man, I'm a sucker. I am, but can you imagine if like by walking to my house and they're like, oh most holy father of the Bensons we beseech thee dear father that the bountiful blessings of cash might be bestowed upon us today i mean like who are these kids like i'm your dad i'm abba to you i'm your dad you have to come to me in fear or worry or doubt or concern or disbelief you just come with full assurance. <laughs> full assurance. I love that. God doesn't, listen, God doesn't need your ritualistic talk. He wants your heart. He wants you to talk to him. And I know the idea of dad or Abba or Papa. Again, they may have these different filters associated, and I I get that, but I just need you to understand he desperately wants a deep relationship with you. That's the picture of it. That you can walk up to him and say, dad, I have a hurt. I got an owie. Can you fix it? I got a broken heart. Can you mend it? I got this problem I can't solve. I got this issue at work. I got this problem with my spouse or with my kids or with my grandkids. God, are you listening? And he's listening. He's not so busy that he can't take time for you. The Bible says he's also a competent and capable father. God can handle any problem. You know, the kids bragging at school, my dad can beat up your dad, you know, nobody can touch your heavenly father. <laughs> Nobody can beat him up. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says nothing. Nothing. Everybody say nothing. (laughs) Nothing is impossible for God. He's competent. He's capable. I'll never forget when my kids were little. They thought I could fix everything including the weather. You know what I'm saying? right? The kids are scared. The, uh, thunder and lightning outside. They run in, daddy, daddy. And then they can't sleep. They can't sleep in their own bed, in their own room. But as soon as they get close to dad and close to mom, all of a sudden they fix the weather. Still raining outside. Still storming outside. But for some reason, the closeness to father and mother brings that assurance. And so it is with our heavenly father. Listen, friends, there's a lot of storms going on in our world right now. A lot of them. And rather than getting mad and filled with anxiety, just get close to your heavenly father that wants a connected and close relationship. But I remember, you know, when the kids were little, they, you know, they just thought I could, I was Superman, like I could fix anything. I could take care of everything. I I know everything. I can afford everything. (laughs) How little they knew, (laughs) Right? But Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. See, as our kids have gotten older, they've recognized my imperfections, my limits, the limits to my resources. They've recognized the limits to my wisdom or my ability. But you need to know, Heavenly Father can do everything. He can handle anything. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says it like this, God is able to do far more than we would ever dare to ask or even dream or infinitely beyond our highest prayers and desires or thoughts or hopes. God's saying, if you got a dream, I can top that. You got hope in your heart for something big? I can top that. He says, God, God says, you got a problem? I can solve that. You got a hurt? I can heal that. God says, I can handle it all. If the worship team would come as we prepare to close out, I just want to give you this one question as we prepare to close, and I want you to just contemplate this. What have you been doubting that God can handle? Let me ask that again. What have you been doubting that God can handle? What's that situation right now that you're so stressed out about? That you think, uh, God can't handle this, I better take control of this, right? I got to pull some strings manipulation behind closed doors to try to make something happen because I know God can't make it happen. I got to make it happen. God can't solve this problem. Friends, what are you thinking? Do you know that's thinking like an atheist thinks that there is no God? When you acknowledge God and you acknowledge that he can handle anything, all of a sudden you begin to feel this sense of the weight lifting off your shoulders, and the Bible says, cast your cares, your hurts, your wounds, your anxiety, cast it all on him. Why? Because he cares for you. The bottom line is God takes care of his kids. He's got a plan and a purpose for every single person in this room and those watching online right now. God has a plan. He created everyone, listen. But he wants a relationship with everyone he created everyone but he wants desperately a relationship with everyone john 14 says it like this jesus said i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me he says if you really knew me you would know my father as well So he came to earth to show us who Heavenly Father really was. Galatians 3.26, we are children of God. Here it is, through faith in Jesus Christ. Not by being religious. Not just by church attendance. Not just by keeping the Ten Commandments. Those are all great things. Those are wonderful things. But that's not what gets us in right standing with God. It's through Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, in the natural sense, we're either born or adopted into a family and in god's family we're both first peter 1 3 says god has given us the privilege of being here it is born again everybody say born again this is where your spirit is renewed born again so that we're now members of god's own family we invite christ into our lives and make him lord and savior ephesians 1 5 says god's unchanging plan has always been here it is to adopt us into his own family by sending Jesus Christ to die for us. So we all come the same way through birth and adoption. John 1:12 finally says this, to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave you the right to become children of God. So my question today is, are you a child of the Most High God? Yes, you are through creation, but are you through relationship? You can have a relationship with God. Today, right now, you can start fresh. For some of you in this room, that is like a light bulb going off. You never heard that. You never knew that. You were unaware that God really wanted to be close to you, and he does. For others of you in the room, you might say, you know what? I've been wearing a religious mask so long, I don't even know what a relationship with God really looks like. I pray because I'm supposed to. I pray my prayers that I'm supposed to. I read my Bible because I'm supposed to. I don't even really recognize what I'm reading. I'm not getting anything out of it, but I'm doing it because I want to make sure I'm in good standing with God. And it's like having a baseball card and knowing the stats on the back of the card and memorizing the picture on the front, but having no relationship with the player. God wants a relationship with And for some of you, whether it's a first time decision or a recommitment to recognize you've been living in a religious mindset rather than a relationship, or maybe for some of you, you've been running from God. I don't know why we run from God. I don't get it. But you know what? It started with Adam and Eve in the garden. They did it too. As soon as they sinned, as soon as they felt unworthy, boom, there they go. Hitting away. And we all do the same thing we feel like you know what i can't do this i've tried it before and i failed and i've i've just not done it the way i'm supposed to do it or or we just get caught up in our own way we want what we want more than we want what god wants for us but eventually you have to run back to the only one who can truly set you free and give you hope today i want you to find hope in him in your heavenly father and i'm going to pray over those of you in this room that may have You may have some father issues i'm not trying to point you out none of us none of us dads were perfect so we all kind of have a little bit of this but i realize some of you you've really walked through some pain as it relates to this and first i want to pray over you and then i want to invite everyone in the room into relationship with heavenly father so that's what i'm going to do first i'm going to pray over you can i do that for just a moment just bow your heads with me for a moment. Lord Jesus, in this room, you know every, every child and every really adult child in the room. Sons and daughters that may be 50, 60, and 70 years old, but we're still sons. And so today, I pray for every person that's struggled with father image. Maybe they've misrepresented heavenly father because they've watched an earthly father. Lord, I pray healing would come into this room right now. Heal those hidden wounds. Heal those hidden hurts right now. Heal those broken hearts. Do what you said in your word and come near. Come close. You said you're as close as the mention of your name, so we call out to you today, Abba, Father. We need a perfect dad. Would you make your way into our lives today, Abba, Father. And heal our hidden hurts. And Lord, I do pray that there would be a shifting in this room. A desperation and a longing to know God as a perfect father. If you keep your heads bowed and eyes closed, there may be some in this room or watching online. You'd say, Mark, I need Jesus to come into my life. I need to make him Lord and Savior of every single area. And friends, it's time for you to make room for him, to make him the Lord and Savior, make him the center of your life to forgive you of every sin you've committed. The Bible says wiping it as far as uh, the East is from the West, just separating that sin from you. And today you've got an opportunity to make him Lord of every area, whether it's a first time decision or a rededication today. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm inviting you to do this. Would you simply slip up your hand and by that raised hand, just simply saying, Mark, that's me, include me in this prayer right now. Come on, all over this place. Yeah, God bless you. Yes, God bless you. Yes, over here. God bless you, ma'am. Yes. Sir, God bless you. God bless you. Just looking around in the balcony, under the balcony, on the main floor here. Yeah, God bless you. Over here, yes. God bless you. For some, like I said, this is a rededication. You're just, you're, you're saying to God, hey, I, I put my trust, confidence, fully assured that you're covering me. God bless you. Yeah. You can put your hands down. Those of you in this room or watching online that you indicated that need or that desire, or maybe maybe you've just been so hurt by the earthly father that it's really hard to trust your heavenly father. Today, I'm gonna invite you into this prayer. I want us all to pray it out loud, especially you who lifted your hands, but I want us all to pray it. Every last one of us, could we pray this prayer together out loud? Say this with me, say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. I repent for all I've done wrong. I believe that you died and rose again for me. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for being a loving Father. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing me. I choose to trust you with every area of my life now fill me with your Holy Spirit in Jesus name amen amen can you put your hands together and celebrate come on let's stand up and give God a standing ovation come on come on let's thank God for who he is and what he's done That's what we want, for you to have a glimpse of the Almighty God, to see Him who he really for who He really is, that He is a loving Father. And I, I'm going to invite some of our leadership team, if you would make your way toward the back. Uh, we want to greet those of you that are first-time guests in the house. We've got a special guest reception for you today. And um, afterward, we actually have our uh, youth pastor and uh, the, he's going to be meeting in this room with a lot of those kids and parents that are going to camp. And uh, how many, do you, you know the offhand? I know Lindsay's the one that keeps up with how, around 80, about 80 kids going to camp. Come on. I love it. Man, kids' lives are changed at camp. And uh, so they're going to meet right in here after this. But for those of you that are first time guests in the house, or maybe you've never been back to our guest reception, if you go out these main doors here and almost to the doors that leave the building, if you'll, you'll see a couple stanchions out there and you make a left, you'll see a guest reception sign. It's a television lit up. And it's got a sign. Wait, we're going to be waiting there for you to greet you and connect with you and give you a gift for hanging out with us today. I would like to just release you with this blessing. And I encourage you, come back this Wednesday and next Sunday. And the Sunday after that is going to be a great July where God's going to do mighty things. Here's this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace. And may the Lord our God write His name on your heart and declare you're my child. No one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that came and died for you and rescued you. And may you give that love away to as many people as humanly possible. I bless you to be a blessing to your family, to your friends, to your coworkers, to your children and grandchildren, to your spouse. I bless you to give away the love that's been given to you by your heavenly Father. And I bless you to get a close, connected relationship with your caring Father who's capable of handling every crisis. I bless you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, God bless you. We love you. And we pray you have a Jesus-filled rest of the week. We'll see you this
5: Wednesday or next Sunday. God bless you. You're dismissed.